Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated features not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today we're talking about an animated feature from about a decade ago. It's a little less than that, I know, but it's uh, another animated feature that, like the last two, was at the Oscars. It was nominated for Best Animated Film and lost to what... I think was honestly the weakest choice that year. Oh well, it lost, it was still nominated, so that's good in my book. I am of course talking about the animated feature, Paranorman, which comes from Leica Studios. If you're not familiar with that, they're the people who made Coraline, uh, after this they would make Box Trolls, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Missing Link. Now Paranorman, like the last two movies, is a lot more horror-based. It is a movie that features zombies, witches, all kinds of manners of, um, spooky things and yeah it's just another really solid movie on this list it's one that i really enjoyed it's one that i think a lot more people need to see and that realistically can be summed up with anything from Leica. like i feel most people probably saw Coraline, uh and even then that one wasn't as popular as some other movies and then after that everyone's kind of been ignoring the studio not to a point that they haven't had any successful movies but to a point that you don't see them being talked about as much as some of the big names like pixar or dreamworks which is a shame because realistically this is a solid company when it comes to their movies each one has been good to great uh the animation is always top notch especially in this one and i'll get more into that in a, in a bit and it's just an overall just really satisfying um, studio to to witness whenever it comes to any of their works and I'm hoping that they're still doing, doing movies I know in recent years I've been hearing some troubles with them but I, I'm hoping that's just a bunch of rumors and not the truth because it would be really sad to see Leica go down because realistically they are one of the best studios out there working right now animated or not so yeah they have that going for them just wanted to get that out of the way now Paranorman what's it about well Paranorman is an animated feature about a little boy named Norman, who has these powers. Specifically, he can talk to the dead, so it's kind of like uh, that movie The Sixth Sense, only if you would imagine uh, if the main character got over his powers and just accepted it. Because that's one of the things that I do like about this movie is that right from the start, Norman is already used to his powers as like, you know, this um, guy who talks to the dead, uh, he sees the dead, he's very friendly with, with dead people, dead animals, uh, whoever. Like, he, he pretty much acknowledges, like, yes, it is weird. Uh, he, he knows that a lot of people mock him for it, but for the most part, he, he has just accepted it. He's not doing the whole thing where he's like, oh, I'm trying to keep this a secret. He's like, look, this is what I'm doing. You guys are not believing me, but it's the truth, and I'm not going to be a, a jerk to the people that actually do see me, the dead people, just to please you guys. Like, if I see my grandma right there, I'm going to talk to my grandma. I'm not going to pretend that I don't see her. That's kind of his character, and it's really cute. It's really charming. It's well done. I, I like how in the beginning, uh, you do see, like, this little transition from, like, he's just talking to a bunch of people, talking to animals, and no one's really seeing it. You're not even seeing it yourself. So you're kind of like, what's he doing? And then the movie just kind of turns around, like, pretty much like he's walking by, like, a post or something, and you start saying, like, oh, this is what he's seeing. It's a, it's a really neat scene, but yeah, so he's a kid who talks to the dead, and along the way, people make fun of him. Uh, he meets uh, this little uh, chubby kid who befriends him. Uh, his name is Neil, and pretty much Neil is like, look, I don't care if, you know, I can't see it. I believe you. I trust you, and it's just a really cute thing. Like, it's not something that you get with a lot of these movies, because normally you would have like the neo character also being kind of against them but maybe trying to you know meet him halfway or at the very least trying to pretend that 
he, you know, sees it too. But no, in this, like, he fully acknowledges, like, look, I don't see it, but I know that you do, because you say you do, so I'm not gonna act like, uh, like you're, you're lying. And sorry if you're hearing a lot of loud noises. I, that, that kind of stuff is out of my control right now. I'm hoping it's not too distracting, but anyway, anyway. So, you got Norman, his new friend, and it's pretty much set in this town, like in Massachusetts. It's like uh, like the whole Salem witch trials, because like this whole town is pretty much um, celebrating like the whole like this is the town that where we actually caught a witch. Uh, you know, we're really emphasizing like all the witch hangings and all the stuff that we we did. Uh, we've marketed it, we've sold it, we have a statue dedicated to it. It's all just this really cute stuff that you know clearly shows like yeah we've pretty much gone full capitalist on this idea that. Um, we hunted down witches, which I'd imagine is probably true to some places. I've never been around that area, but considering that Salem witch trials were a real thing, it would not surprise me, and given how this country is. But, yeah, so you got that in the movie. You pretty much have this whole thing where there's an uncle that um, Norman has who also has the same power, but he's pretty much an outcast. So this is kind of like, hey, look, Norman... Please don't be this weird because um, your uncle ended up this way. Like, like the mother seems sympathetic to, towards it, but the father is like clearly worried that that's where he's gonna end up. Uh, but surprise, it turns out that of course it's true. Uh, the uncle is pretty much in charge of like this whole thing where he's supposed to read a book to to the witch every year just to keep the witch uh, asleep. Because if he doesn't, the witch will come back and will start um, bringing out her curse on the town. But of course, that there's there ends up being surprises in there. Normal tries because he's like the next in line to do this uh tries doing it he gets help from neo a, a local bully called um Al- alvin uh eventually his sister and neil's brother ends up going along with it and it ends up being this big horror fest like pretty much zombies start rising from the grave the witch is clearly striking at various spots uh the townspeople are freaking out to the point that they, they're kind of becoming monsters on their own not literally but like in terms of figuratively and yeah it it ends up playing to the movie's message which is all about um not judging those for who they are pretty much actually talking to people and understanding where they're coming from before you turn them into into freaks um understanding what you're scared of and and the movie does that really well because like as as the movie goes along you start realizing like wait a second the zombies aren't exactly the, the 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 monsters in this like they're not harming people and the people are the ones that are being more destructive and that's because it is very much um a story of understanding like hey you don't just go after someone based on your first thought on them you're really supposed to um pretty much like the whole ask questions instead of shooting first that that's kind of what it is and Norman Paranorman really does that well like the message just comes out really well it's very emotional multiple moments in this movie where I, I started to cheer up because they do uh, handle the message really well I mean I saw this back when um, it first came out I saw it multiple times because I really liked it and watching it again this time still holds up really well I mean with this one compared to other movies where I, I haven't watched it in years it's a lot less of a gap because I have watched it uh, multiple times over the years I mean I would say it this is probably my first time watching it all the way through in maybe three years max so it's not like it's going to be that much of a difference in terms of how I how I saw it but just to keep that out there but yeah it's, it's just a really solid movie the animation is great uh like is really solid at this stuff I know that this movie was promoted as like the first movie to use like full color 3d printers 
to create like the models or the facial expressions or something like that or maybe it was the entirety of it but either way you can see it's all really nice stuff and the great thing about Leica is that if you stay through the credits on any other movies you'll always see a little bit of how they create this stuff not all of it but you get a sense of like how they create um, the worlds that they they make and this is no exception it's just a really solid world like the animation is very spooky at times the des designs on the people is great uh, it, it's very stylized but very fun the zombies fun to look at i mean it, it is some of the more uniquely designed zombies i've ever seen uh in animation and it's really great because they, they deliver in terms of like okay these are creepy looking creatures but then once you have to soften them up to realize like hey look they're not that bad uh they do deliver on that front and i do like how they slowly build up on that like they right out the, right out of the gate when you first see the zombies you kind of realize like wait a second they're not exactly being evil but of course with fear taking over the characters automatically assume like hey they're gonna attack us and yeah you actually get that with with the movie where the characters are running from the zombies and when it comes to seeing them reveal like hey look we're not actually bad people you you start to sympathize with them real quick you realize like hey wait a second they're not they're not even evil they're just people who are in this unfortunate state like there's a really great scene where you see them actually come into contact with the town and they're like looking all around seeing how all the things like how they've marketed the, the witch stuff um tvs and stuff like that and you actually see like them reacting to some t tv shows and it's hilarious because it's like yeah of course these people would be freaked out by that i mean these people were from a more conservative time so obviously yeah they would be freaking out at all the different things that we have now whether it's phones the weird programs we watch everything so yeah it, it's a, just a really funny scene and the movie doesn't you know shy away from that it it, it acknowledges like hey look Things are going to be different for these people. But it, again, plays all, all into the main theme of the movie, which is not letting fear control you. Understanding that just because something is different doesn't mean it's bad. Understanding that just because you see something a certain way doesn't mean that that's what it is. You should really reach out and understand what exactly you're talking about. I mean, even the directors of this, um, I believe specifically, I think it was like Chris Butler, because it's two directors. I think it was Chris Butler who mentioned that. because, And this is a twist on the movie, but it's not a major twist so i don't know let's just say that there's spoilers in this uh, honestly i try to avoid spoiling too much on these things but every now and then i have to talk about it and honestly if you're watching this i would assume that you either go out and watch it afterwards uh, based on my recommendation or have already seen it uh if you haven't watched it definitely go watch it watch it before even finishing this and continuing this uh, and then continuing this um after you're done but if you still want to continue this and watch it afterwards perfectly understandable a movie is not ruined by spoilers honestly if a movie is that good you'll enjoy it regardless if you know the twist i mean i've seen that with a lot of classic movies i knew the twist on uh citizen came bicycle thief just a lot of movies i mean even something like um if you're going with more recent like wreck it ralph i kind of already knew the twist going into the movie because of course there's always people who post this stuff up when a, when a movie you know gets, starts getting reviews or whatever but that's not the point the point is that at the end of the movie we find out that one of the characters specifically neil's older brother is gay it's not a very big twist it's just something a little it's kind of like a punchline really because it's just supposed to be like, hey, look, the sister's been hitting on him throughout the entire movie. Why has he not noticed? And throughout most of it, we're just assuming, oh, it's because he's a meathead. He's a dumbass. But then it turns out, surprise, it's that he's not really into her. He's just gay and, you know, never really caught on to 
what she was doing. Uh, so in a way, it was Tim being an idiot, but still. Like the director basically mentioned, the reason why they had that in is because they really want to emphasize, like, hey, look, you know, don't judge someone based on how they look like and what you assume out of them. So clearly, uh, even something like that, like, we got to stick to our guns and just be like, hey, look, let's just say the meathead isn't just a meathead. There is a reason why he's not attracted to the sister. Surprise, he's gay. It's... Like I said, it's it's not something that's big. I imagine most people wouldn't be bothered by it. It's a cute little joke. It's it's one of the rare things where gay being the punchline isn't the isn't an insult. But then again, I don't know if maybe some people consider it an insult. I, I've never heard anyone say that it's offensive in this movie, and I hope it's not. But if it is, I'm more than willing to listen to those arguments. But I, I feel it's done fine. Which again, just shows you how dedicated they were to this message. They weren't trying to shy away from it, even when they could have. Because realistically, you didn't need that information, but the fact that they decided to just go in on it and explain it anyways is fine. And the movie does it just fine. It, like, it never... It, it doesn't stop the story. It's just something that we realized right at the end of the movie. And it's just a, a good thing. So, yeah, Paranorman is just a really excellent movie. I would honestly argue it's one of the best animated movies of the last decade uh, just because of how well it's animated, uh, the story, the theme, everything about it is just so well done. And it's really something where you can't, you can tell that this was not done by a committee because there's a lot of scenes in there that do go all in on the scares. Like, of course, there's the comedy to kind of alleviate this stuff. And it's not like it goes full on a doll. Like, you know, it's not something that you're going to see a lot of blood in. It's really well implemented on the scares. It's just a movie that is honestly near perfect. Everything about it just feels perfect. Obviously, with any movie, there's going to be flaws. But if you were to ask me, I would either gloss over most of them or wouldn't even notice it. Honestly, that this movie was nominated for an animated feature award. I totally get that it lost. I could kind of get too. Because realistically, if you look at the Oscars, almost any year, if there's a Pixar or a Disney movie, those are going to win. It's kind of disappointing. But most of the time, there are solid movies in their own right. So I, I can kind of give it a pass. I wish they would at least open up more to other studios but I know that it's going to be hard because a lot of these people who are voting are often just well the animation is for kids so there's more work to be done on that front just because more people should take this seriously as something that's an actual they're actual movies they're not just things that you use to shut your kids up for a, for like 90 minutes which unfortunately too many voters still see it as that being said of all the years for this to lose i do feel a little pissed that it lost to what i would honestly say is the worst movie to ever win a best animated feature award that being brave and i don't want to turn this into a whole uh, paranormal versus brave thing because realistically any movie that would have won that year would have been better than brave i mean you had this movie the pirates which is an Artman stop motion movie, one that I should probably do at some point. Uh, Frank and Winnie, a Disney animated movie, so why didn't that win? Or Wreck It Ralph, another Disney animated movie, and this one uh, from the main Disney animation studios, that one definitely should have won over Brave. So, like, if it was any of those movies, I would have been more fine with it, even though I do, do think Paranorman is the best one of the bunch, but that it's Brave is just so. Why? That, that was such a disappointing win. It's like, you have this beautiful movie that is honestly trying to teach people uh, a lesson in terms of you know divert well not really diversity but pretty much like in different people like i don't want to full-on say diversity because these are all still white characters but it at least is saying like hey look you know just because someone is different doesn't mean they're bad versus brave which is just 
you know, be good to your mother or whatever. And look, again, I don't want to go on a whole versus route. Uh, honestly, even if you don't like a, a certain filmmaker's movie, if you're in this field, you should at least respect, you know, the work that goes into it. But it is still one thing where it's like, look, personal opinion in there. That movie was not good. And yeah, there was not much to it. So if that was really going to be the one to win, why couldn't you have, I don't know, like if this one had to lose, why couldn't it have lost on a, to something else that at least would have said like, hey, look, it's not as good as this, but you know what? I can respect what it is. So there you go. Brave, it's, it's a messy movie. But again, I've been talking about that enough. Going back to Paranorman, it's just this beautiful movie. The animation is great. Uh, and I know I'm repeating that a lot, but I just really want to emphasize that, yeah, the motion in this is just really good. It's, at times, it looks like an actual, uh, like, like a live-action um, horror movie. And that's because you can tell that these people making it really love the classics. There's some modern stuff in there. Like, I, I would definitely say, like, any of the times that you see, like, the, the clouds with the witch and everything, that's probably a bit more like a modern horror movie. But in terms of, like, the zombie stuff, that feels like a, a classic Romero movie. And, and I know that they even mentioned, like, the reason why they went with zombies was because if you look at um, zombie movies, especially the good ones, they always had some social satire in them. So, obviously, it made sense like hey look if we're gonna do that let's go the extra mile and just be like hey look maybe we shouldn't even be attacking attacking these guys maybe they're not even here to be evil which you know that's that's an interesting approach to it it's definitely one of the more unique approaches to zombies i've seen ever pretty much i mean most of the time even if they're good zombies they still emphasize on like oh look they're looking for brains they're looking to eat someone so it is nice to see like look these guys are the undead but the curse isn't that they're gonna attack you the curse is that you're gonna attack them because they been you know doing bad stuff but in the meantime the witch is pretty much because of course she sees everyone as evil she is gonna try to terrorize the town as well we, we never get a full idea of what she would have done if the people had just killed the zombies but we can assume that she would probably still be around you know maybe just messing with people in certain ways just to be like hey look you're just as bad as these people so you deserve to be punished and you know the movie even addresses this like hey look the witch you know you were originally a victim but now you're kind of the monster that you said that um they were to you so I don't know, it, it's just really solid stuff. If I'm repeating stuff, I, I, I it's not because I, I don't know what to say. It's just, uh, I just can't stop going from how much I love this movie. It, it is a really great movie, you know, from a great studio, honestly. Uh, I hope to one day do all the Leica movies, which there's not many as of this point, but I also do hope that we do get more Leica movies. If anything, between this and Wallace Gromit, just a lot of the other movies that have been nominated for the award, I'd argue that stop motion is probably the most consistent of all animation forms, and that's because, well, you know how long it takes when it comes to these things. They are very time-consuming, like, even the stuff that is done quickly is done slowly compared to other um animated features like you're not gonna get a stop motion feature within one or two years i i i applaud the, the people at, at um like for sticking through it and always just going for it every single time and they you know this is just a really beautiful movie their best one in my opinion uh the scares are great, the animation is great, the colors, everything about it just pops, and I, I do get very emotional throughout a lot of the movie. I, I love the voice work in the movie, where you, you go from Casey Affleck's um, dumb jock, um, Mitch, you know, the brother of Neil, uh, two kids are great. I do like the bully character, who I haven't really touched on, but he, he gets a lot of laughs. He's voiced by Christopher Mitz, uh Plasse, I believe it's his name, last name is, um, but he's a guy who he was uh, McLovin for... Um, 
um, super bad. You got Anna Kendrick being this, um, not really an airhead, but she is like the, the the cheerleader sister of Norman who's fed up with his stuff. And I again, I, I do like that. Even though she kind of fits into that cheerleader, cheerleader um, stereotype, a lot of time you do realize that she's much more competent than, than you would expect these characters to be because they would could have easily made her a bimbo. And it, it's just funny that you see her being the horny one when it comes to her and the, the guy. Of course, you realize why that is, but still, it's just a funny change of pace. The parents are, are, are fun. Uh, Jeff Garland as, as Norman's dad. I mean, it's pretty much like a, a very one-dimensional, like, look, he's just mad because his son is weird. But but a lot of his, son, his lines are delivered really well. I mean, you know, whether it's like the more emotional stuff, the funny stuff, it's just really enjoyable so you know he does it really well john goodman has a small part in this and it's uh, again another fun character because you realize like okay so here's the person that people are like the family is afraid of norman growing up to be and you kind of realize that well he is right about what he's doing he's just weird about it to the point that you kind of have to wonder if the problem isn't so much the ability or or is it the person because norman like i said he's pretty much fine with what he's doing as early as the movie starts like he's fully accepted this is who he is even though people judge him so ignoring what happened in the movie I, I would kind of doubt that he would end up being like the town weirdo like people would still probably see him as weird but I would imagine he would still be a lot more more social but of course the movie does kind of go into that and play off of it because of course once we get the witch it is supposed to be like a contrast of like hey look here's someone who couldn't accept who they were versus um someone who did granted you you do have to understand the, the circumstances on it because of course they were judging the witch on you know her being a witch and to the point that they were gonna kill her they end up well they do end up killing her for for doing that so you know it, it does address these things you know yeah and i don't think i got much more to say other than just you know thank you for listening this has been octavio Macias, host of i can't believe it's not the mouse if you enjoyed this please consider subscribing to my youtube channel second films or if you want to do some more than that do consider supporting me on patreon at www.patreon.com slash Psychams. That's S A I C A M S. www.patreon.com slash Psychams. The more you support me, the more I can put out on these, the more I can do with these, the more I can improve on these. And I do plan on working on these. I, I do plan on giving some more milestones uh, as we get closer to the end of the year just to really show that I am dedicated to this. But yeah, thank you for listening. I hope to see you again next time. Mm-hmm.